Welcome, friends, to the Reality of Health podcast. Today's episode is so delicious. Who doesn't like the condiment of the gods? The culinary ingredient of pleasure. The substance of every good sauce. Today, we're talking about butter. Who doesn't love butter? And I know, if you gave up butter a long time ago, oh, I know you snuck some. I know you've done it. We all have done it. Oh, I've never touched butter for the last 25 years. You probably did. What would food be without butter? It would be terrible. Come on, think about it. If you could give up one thing to add to your food, would you really give up butter? Well, anyway, let's talk about it. First thing you need to know is butter is a superfood. It's like a fat superfood. You know, you can get all kinds of superfoods. Most animal foods are superfoods. Specifically, though, butter is like a food and something that you can put on other things. It is its own unique type product. It is very good for your health. You should be consuming it all the time. Unless you're allergic, of course. But then you can find butter that you're not allergic to. Raw butter, people aren't allergic to that. Lactose-free, you should be good with that. This is a pro-butter episode. If you do not believe that butter is healthy, maybe I can change your mind. If you just don't want to hear it, well, listen to a different episode that I've done recently. Like many dairy products, it's made of only a couple ingredients. An act of Congress that was approved March 4th, 1923, defines butter as being made exclusively from milk or cream or both, with or without common salt and with or without additional coloring matter and contains not less than 80% by weight of milk fat, all tolerances allowed for, unquote. In addition to salted and unsalted butter, there are two main types of butter, sweet cream butter and cultured butter. Typical composition of butter is 80 to 82% fat, more if you do the European style, 16 to 17% water, and 1.5% or so of salt and 1% or so of milk solids, which also entails vitamins, minerals, and some lactose. Now, when you make butter, there's some physical changes that take place in the production, which makes it much more complex. So if you've ever tasted cream, it has a very mild flavor. You know, it's, it's got a little fattiness to it, but there's really not a lot of taste. But then once you churn it, boy, that really brings out some flavor. And then when you add salt, oh, it takes it to the next level. Most important aspect of butter making is cream quality. If you don't have quality cream, you can't make quality butter. Sweet cream butter is the predominant butter type in the United States. You can make butter from any milk from any animal as long as you can separate that cream. All those different butters made from different animals, they all taste a little bit differently. Some are hard to get if you want to buy it pre-made. So if you ever get a chance to try something other than cow's butter, I recommend totally you should try some. Raw butter is different than pasteurized butter, just so you know. If you can get raw cream to make your own butter, that's pretty awesome for health benefits. 
For tastes, though, cultured raw butter would be a better way to go. So once you learn how to make it, you can also culture it, and then that's, wow, that's the best. Commercially made butter doesn't have a lot of flavor unless it's European. So you have to decide for yourself, are you going after the health benefits or the flavor benefits? For health, it's raw butter. Not to say that butter you buy from the store is not going to help your health. But if you want the most micronutrients, the most unadulterated and non-pasteurized butter, then raw is the way to go. If you can't get it or you can't make it yourself, then you're fine with store-bought long as it's organic or you can purchase European. It'll be pasteurized if you get it from the store. That's the only downside. So just understand that. European style is actually higher fat. And it's pretty much cultured. Not all of them, but most of them. So to do cultured, basically you're adding bacteria. There's a few different streptococcus virgins and another one called leuconostock. Those are added to the cream similar to like cheese making. They add the culture, the bacteria ferments, the lactose, it breaks it down into citric acid and forms all kinds of other end products like lactic acid and all these aromatic compounds. One of them is called diacetyl, D-I-A-C-E-T-Y-L. That is where you get that buttery aroma, like the microwave or theater popcorn, that kind of taste that we associate with rich butter. That's why when you have sweet cream butter, it's not as, how shall I say, like buttery tasting. It's not as rich. Still good, just Tastes not quite as good. pH of fermented butter sits at about 4.4 to 5. Sweet cream butter usually is similar to milk at, you know, 6 to 6.7. So in the churning phase, it's called phase inversion. You take the cream and you transform that from an oil and water emulsion to butter, which is a water in oil emulsion. So let me explain what that is, because if you don't understand how butter is actually made, it's really, really cool. So when you churn the cream, the fat globules will coalesce, they'll aggregate, they come together and form a solid of butter granules or clumps, creates this solid structure. And then the end result is you get buttermilk that's released. So when the butter's done being made, the remainder is buttermilk. That's pretty cool. But you have to understand how this emulsion works. So when you start with the cream, there's oil or the fat, the butter fat, and it's sitting in water. So if you just took fat and poured it into water, then after the churning process, it has flipped. And now water has entered into the oil. I hope that makes sense kind of like a water balloon. The end result is fat inside the balloon. One of the best parts of butter is the fact that it has no carbohydrates, almost has no protein. Ghee has none. We'll talk about ghee. One of my favorite aspects of butter is the fact that it contains around 400 different fatty acids. Let that sink in. How many things do you know that contain 400 of anything? And those 400 different fatty acids are healthy. 
they do all kinds of things. Also has lots of vitamins and some other stuff. We'll get into that. The main fatty acid that it has, well, there's two, but the one that is really starting to become even more popular. Now, both of these that I'm going to talk about are popular, but specifically this one called CLA, conjugated linoleic acid. Pretty high quantity in butter. It can help you lose weight, which is why some people that consume more butter actually lose weight. Plus, butter does other things, which I'm going to get into. Don't worry, this is going to be kind of a longer episode. CLA also has other health benefits. Reduces body fat, reduces cardiovascular disease, and reduces cancer. It also can help regulate your immune system and your inflammatory responses. And one of the coolest things that it can do is it can improve your bone mass. What? Yeah. When you eat butter, this substance that is soft actually increases your bone mass. See, the body's awesome. Grass-fed butter is definitely a healthier choice than like regular or standard butter. There's a ton of research on it, but grass-fed cows create butter that's higher in omega-3 fatty acids, also vitamin K, known as vitamin K2. So the cows take the vitamin K1 out of the grass and turn it into vitamin K. If they're eating grains and other things that don't have high levels of K1, they don't make enough K2. One of the studies talks about grass-fed butter contains up to five times more CLA than butter produced from grain-fed cows. You see, Ruminant animals, like cows, need grass. They do amazing things with grass. They're not supposed to be eating oats and everything else. And I hate to say this, but I learned recently one of the things that they feed cows in feedlots. Those are cows that are cramped up. They're not grass-fed. These are cows that are actually force-fed. All this candy in the wrappers chocolate bars and Snickers bars and all this garbage from Halloween candy and Easter candy. And just when they have way too much candy, they can't get rid of it. They actually ship it to feedlots and they put the whole candy, including the wrappers, in the feed troughs and the cows eat all of it, including the plastic wrapper. Yeah. Now you wonder why some people get really upset at how people will raise beef. The flavor of butter can actually depend on the feed and the breed of the cows and the production methods that they've used. Also, the texture is important aspect of butter. High quality butter has a, it's like a smoother, creamier consistency. And then the color of the butter can be anywhere from pale yellow to like a deep golden yellow. That can also be determined by the diet from the cow and the time of the year. Think about that. So what they eat and when they eat it determines the color and the consistency. So as far as some of the nutrients that are in butter, there's small amounts of minerals like calcium, phosphorus, and selenium. It's got fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K. Real quick, I'll just run through what those do for you. Vitamin A is great for eyesight, respiratory disorders, nourishes your skin. It's good for your hair, your teeth, bones, gums, and protects against things like pollution and tissue oxygenation. 
So it increases oxygenation to all the tissues. Vitamin D actually helps with calcium and phosphorus absorption. So therefore it helps your bones and your teeth. Think about that. So vitamin A and D work on your bones and teeth. So it works with vitamin A as well. D is good for eye problems and just about every single thing else you can think of in your body. I mean, the list is endless. You know, is vitamin D really a vitamin? It's really not. It's a hormone, but it doesn't matter. Just call it D. It's fine. Vitamin E actually can oxygenate your tissues. It strengthens your muscles. It dilates your blood vessels. Helps prevent things like heart disease. Uh, it will help with things like muscle spasms. It heals scars, burns, and sores. It slows your aging process. Yeah, both male and female. Helps with infertility. Protects your lungs against air pollution. Dissolves blood clots. How cool is that? And it nourishes your pituitary gland, among a million other things. Vitamin K, what your child needs as it's growing. One of the weird things about vitamin K is that it helps with the facial structure of your child. So if your child is ugly, give them butter. I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, if you want your child to be structurally correct, your child needs butter. It helps premature calcification of cartilage at the ends of your bones. So when they're growing, it will make them grow properly instead of becoming shorter. It will help slow things like cavities, which of course, if it's a child, they're probably eating too much sugar. It's an, again, a reason why we have cavities. Um, butter is good for good teeth because it's good for all the bones because of the uh, vitamins. K2 is just... One of those things, it's kind of like a commander to all the tissues of your body. So if you breastfeed your child, you're going to give them K2. You can't get K2 in anything except animal foods. So why not consume a lot of butter if you're pregnant? Only animals can take K1 and make it into K2. There is no K2 in nature. The other thing you can give them, not just butter, is cod liver oil, which has a perfect vitamin A to vitamin D ratio. And then, of course, vitamin K does a thousand other things, which is pretty cool. The other one that's really good in butter, it's one of the main components I was talking about earlier, has two really cool things. Butyrate, or butyric acid, is very high in butter. So when your gut digests butter, the microbiome will turn butyrate into butyric acid. That will lower your insulin resistance, inflammation from the insulin resistance. It's excellent for all the gut problems. It can reduce polyps. It fights things like salmonella and E. coli. It regulates fluid, reduces mucus, reduces inflammation and oxidative stress in the gut, reinforces the gut barrier and its defenses, by the way, modulates sensitivity and motility of the intestines, which would help for people with all kinds of intestinal issues. Helps with allergies, irritable bowel syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, Parkinson's, high blood pressure, insomnia, anxiety, type 2 diabetes, and even symptoms of long COVID. Wow. Directly affects your immune system. And I love this one. It also nourishes all of the neurons in your gut, in your body, 
and your brain. Remember, we talked about fascia, and your fascia is mostly made out of neurons. Butyrate is good for your fascia. It also helps balance blood sugar levels, lowers your HbA1c test results, helps with your sleep, your mood, all without side effects. Basically, it helps with all chronic diseases. And guess where it comes from? Butter. All right, let's get into the different types of butter and all the nuances. Ready? So let's talk about European butter varieties. First of all, there's French, Italian, Irish, German, and Dutch. They all have totally distinct flavors, textures, and qualities. They all have higher fat content than like the American sweet cream. French is definitely considered the best butter, but there is a close second. That is the Dutch. Most accessible butter that we have in America is Irish. Lots of different Irish butters. We also have a lot of Amish butters that are starting to make their way onto the scene. But I'm going to say that you should just eat the butter that you like the best, whatever that taste profile is. Cultured butter definitely tastes better than uncultured butter. You know, our sweet cream butter isn't as, you know, it's not as buttery. It's good. It's just, it's not quite as much. So if you're looking for cultured butter, it'll say it right there on the label. So they use live cultures. So as they're making the butter, they just add them in. These cultures will create compounds. Like I said, diacetyl gives you that super rich taste. If you like that flavor, go for the cultured. If you don't like that kind of flavor, just stay with the sweet cream. All the good butters, you know, organic or European, are all good for you. So all these varieties actually do matter. They just have distinct differences between them. Not all butter is the same. Now, if you buy cheap butter, that cheap butter is going to taste the same as a different cheap butter. But as you go up, then you're going to start seeing flavor profiles. They will pigment butter. Oh, yeah. So you open one butter and you think, wow, look how yellow it is. It must be awesome. And then you taste it and you're like, eh, it doesn't taste very good. Yeah, it's because they added color to it. Butter has natural pigments. Now, the color of butter comes from two natural pigments from the food source. So when the cow or the goat or the yak eats the grass, they get beta carotene and what's called xanthophils. So these are natural. They're found in the grass. And then the more that the cows or animal forage on them, eventually they transfer those to the milk. So during the butter making process, these pigments, they stay intact, but they're converted into form that we can use. That's much better. But it gives the butter that super characteristic yellow color. If you want to make sure that they didn't add anything, then you got to read the label. So if they've added color, you're going to see things like turmeric or anetto, A-N-N-A-T-T-O. Those are fine, but just know that they've added those. Just make sure that they didn't put anything synthetic, like yellow dye number cancer. <laughs> it, yeah, they'll add that kind of stuff to your butter. Really? Why do they have to? It, it's just terrible. If they don't add anything to it, it's just going to be closer to the white side. That's fine. Now, check this out. Sometimes you'll see a butter with no additives that is so yellow, you're like, wait a minute. They must have added something. Well, if it's European, they don't add anything. If it's organic, they're only going to add turmeric or anetto. If you think that they made that butter 
at a time of the year where the grass is at its height, that will definitely determine color. So you could get a really yellow butter from the summer. Now, just because you have butter now in the store does not mean that it was just churned last week. It's probably been months and months ago because it's been frozen, most likely, which is fine. You can freeze butter all you want. It doesn't hurt it. You can store it for a long time that way. Just know that summer butter is very yellow. If you're not going to consume European butter, which is almost all grass-fed, then you're going to need to buy organic. And I'm serious, too. Otherwise, you're going to be getting really low-quality milk and cream butter. It's full of toxins, hormones, and all kinds of other nasty things. Salt content matters. If it just says salt, you should buy unsalted. And then add your own salt. If it says sea salt, generally speaking, that's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Are they buying the world's greatest sea salt? Of course not. But at least we know they're not using some refined garbage salt. Contrary to popular belief, butter does not significantly raise your cholesterol levels. Cholesterol levels controversy surrounding butter has caused confusion among many people. Scientific research shown for a long time that the consumption of saturated fats like butter has almost no impact on blood cholesterol levels. And I'm going to tell you that it's so small that if they even find it, you could then find out these people ate other things too. They didn't disclose everything they were eating in that study. <laughs> I guarantee that. It's known as this issue. Oh yeah, we're going to put this trial out there and you can only eat these things. If you think those people don't cheat, let me tell you, they do. Butter's got healthy fatty acids like butyrate, I just said. Those are linked to all kinds of really cool outcomes in your body. Then other studies found no association with butter consumption and with no increase in heart disease or stroke or anything. Butter does not raise your LDL. Remember, LDL is not cholesterol. LDL is a lipoprotein that carries the cholesterol. Your body already makes 3,000 milligrams of cholesterol per day on average. Your body wants cholesterol. It needs it. It starts the pathway, of which there's four, into the end stages of your sex hormones. You know, the ones that give you energy, slow aging, allow you to have sex, put muscle mass on, reduce your body fat, make you feel better. Cholesterol starts the pathways for all of the mineral corticoids. Then they go into glucocorticoids and then into androgens, which are adrenal hormones, adrenal steroids. Good steroids, by the way. So you have two main hormones that come from cholesterol, pregnenolone and progesterone. All your sex hormones come from those two. Everything for good hormones in your body come from these two, which come from cholesterol. It's so absolutely essential for all your sex hormones as well as your adrenal hormones. It's what your body uses to make vitamin D as well as things like A, D, E, and K and bile salts in order to digest your food. 25% of your brain is made out of cholesterol. Think about that the next time you're taking your cholesterol medication. 75% of the cholesterol in your body is made by you. Only 25% or about there comes from your food. 
if you're trying to get cholesterol in your diet for all the health benefits that we've known that it has, you can only get it from animal foods. Plant foods don't have cholesterol. 80% of the cholesterol feeds your adrenals in order to make all the necessary hormones. And those all come from LDL. So if you start taking medication to lower cholesterol, or you decide you don't want to eat it in your diet, you're going to have all this cascading symptoms of low cholesterol, like not enough hormones to do, well, everything in your body, which, by the way, are the most powerful things in your body. You can't digest your food. You can't think straight. You get dumber. Your skin gets terrible. Your eyes become weak. Your immune system crashes and a whole other myriad of other problems like menopausal symptoms, depression, anxiety, memory loss. If you're trying to reduce cholesterol in your body because you believe what you were sold to believe, which is cholesterol is bad for you, you can get something called transient global amnesia just means you can't remember anything. So if you're listening to this and you can't remember anything because you're trying to lower your cholesterol, try and remember while you're taking medications to lower your cholesterol and you're on a diet to lower cholesterol, you'll be stuck in a continuous loop of not knowing why you're doing what you're doing, but you can't remember. To push this point home, elderly people are on cholesterol-lowering medications and then they can't remember your name or their own name for that matter. Also, we've got studies that show that cholesterol lowers cancer. Why? Because it makes you healthy. Then, if you're on a statin, you get muscle pain because your cholesterol is so low and the statin interferes with your mitochondria. Then they can't burn fat as fuel. And then they also lower coenzyme Q10. So basically, you starve your muscles. Okay, I gotta calm down. You can see this works me up because it doesn't make any sense. Your body has to have cholesterol. The best source of cholesterol are animal foods. The easiest to digest, the fastest with the highest content of the best cholesterol for you to get is butter. And it's probably the tastiest. This gets me worked up. I'm sorry if I'm ranting, but I mean, I got to give it to you, right? That's why you're listening to this podcast. I'm telling you the truth. I have nothing to gain from this. I'm not charging anything. This is all for free. I'm trying to help you guys. All right, back to the topic. A little quick tip for you. If you wake up middle of the night and you just can't fall back to sleep, try eating a little bit of fat, like butter, and then go back to sleep. It doesn't really have to be butter. It can be any kind of fat. But basically, when you get fat, middle of the night like this, it'll lower cortisol and a blood sugar situation that you've created. It can correct it pretty quick. You see, sometimes in the middle of the night, your cortisol will go down, your blood sugar goes up, and then when you eat some fat, then it'll bring your cortisol up, which makes you sleep, and bring the blood sugar down. It's just one of the things that a lot of health professionals will recommend is to, you know, maybe even eat butter before you go to bed. It's worth a try, right? I guess. You never know. Maybe something like that will help you sleep better. If it doesn't, no need to do it. And I would say that eating some butter before bed is probably a much better before bed snack than Oreo cookies. Well, better for you anyway. Doesn't taste as good as Oreos, but, you know, better for you. And by the way, when you lower your carbohydrate intake, naturally, you can eat butter straight. It becomes a treat. 
it becomes sweet because you're not getting sugar elsewhere. Just a quick one there for you. Butter does have omega-3 fatty acids. Not a ton, but it's got some. Those, as we know, are anti-inflammatory. They can help reduce chronic diseases like heart disease and cancer, stuff like that. So one of the questions is, if I don't want to do butter, I can't do butter, can I do olive oil? Well, guess what? Olive oil actually has more, quote, calories, even though there's no such thing as calories when it comes to food. Olive oil has more energy to be metabolized than butter. The myth that butter is bad for you because it's caloric is so completely stupid. How many people sit down and eat a full pound of butter? And even if you did, who's going to do that every day? Like, no one. <laughs> it has more nutrients than olive oil. It's closer to the human body and structure and every other way than any plant will ever be. And I'm not anti-olive oil. I'm just pro-butter. It's better in every category. But Eric, I've heard olive oil is so amazing for your health. Yeah, it's okay for health. Animal fats are always better. By the way, could there be maybe a conspiracy that you should be consuming olive oil and avocado oil and all these other plant oils because they cost more and companies make more money? Hmm, is it possible? I mean, you can get a lot of butter for the same price as either of those two oils. Seeing as how real olive oil is hard to come by and it's extremely expensive, Avocado oil, well, there's only one brand that you can trust, and that's Chosen Foods, which I've spoke of before. You cannot trust any other avocado oil. Chosen Foods is the only one that's pure avocado oil. Everybody else has cut it with garbage oils, which are super unhealthy for you. So can uh, butter make you gain weight? Yeah, it can definitely make you gain weight. It can also make you lose weight. You got to figure it out for you. Not everybody would gain weight by consuming a ton of butter, like a stick of butter a day can be good for many, many people for a whole bunch of reasons. Women especially, like menopause and symptoms with their period, they can either get rid of pain from that time of the month or even hot flashes during menopause and all kinds of other symptoms that would come with those two situations. Increasing cholesterol in the body can have totally amazing effects on your hormones like we've talked about. So if you have your period still with lots of issues or you're in menopause with issues, cholesterol is awesome for you. It will lower all the bad stuff. First off, you can balance all the hormones in the body by giving your body building blocks it needs to make all the hormones. Then that allows the body to use what it wants when it wants. So if you gain weight from it, then just back off. Don't consume so much. But if you don't gain weight, from butter, then eat as much of it as you want. There's even cultures around the world that consume large quantities of butter, and they are still alive today. And oh, by the way, they are the longest living people. They go back five, 6,000 years ago. They still eat the same foods and tons of butter and animal fat and meat, and they're doing just fine. And then those of us in the first world, modern societies, we're all sick and dying every single day. Energy from butter is extraordinary. Places like Mongolia and regions there and up in the mountains and all that kind of stuff. In those areas, they use yak butter. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? I wonder what that tastes like. It's probably uh, not as good as cow butter. I'm just going to say that. Probably not that bad, but who knows? 
You see, they add it to their tea. They actually blend it. So they've got, they've, how do I put this? So they used to do it by hand, but they churn butter by hand, but then they have this tea that they make and then they add the butter to the tea and use it in a blender with like a car battery. <laughs> and then they blend it all up on high speed. It's actually pretty funny if you think about it, but it gives you a ton of energy, a lot of fuel. So you don't get tired. They never get tired. They're going up the mountains carrying stuff. They barely wear coats. Everybody else is tired and wearing all these winter gear. And they're like, I'm good with this t-shirt. Even in the low oxygen areas, it gives them energy. People that go visit them talk about this all the time, that they drink their tea with butter mixed in it. They feel amazing, super energetic. And if butter caused heart disease, well, they'd have been dead long ago. These people are 6,000 plus years old and they're not dead. And they eat everything that comes from yaks. So there you have it. Butter is so demonized. It's just demonized to keep the cholesterol and the fat myth going so that allopathic medicine can make tons and tons of money off everybody. Notice how they don't give cholesterol medications and statins to third world countries. First, they don't have the money. They don't have hospitals and doctor's offices in order to milk everybody for every dime they have. And they know that these people would tell them to take a flying leap off a tall building. Why? Because they're healthy, doing the same things they've been doing forever and not listening to modern medicine. We want to think in our modern society with all our science that we know more than antiquity. If three in five die of heart issues, diabetes is through the roof, and every other major chronic disease is killing people on a daily basis, why would anyone want to listen to modern medicine protocols? Then you have all these third world back villages, mountainous areas, Arctic areas, off the grid areas. They're not dying of chronic diseases. They're not dying of much, actually. Why? You have to ask yourself if listening to modern medicine is better than listening to antiquity. We're, we're the ones dying of chronic diseases in the modern world. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to listen to antiquity. I'm going to use modern science to diagnose only. Emergency medicine is a completely different topic. I love emergency medicine. It's fascinating. It's absolutely wonderful. But healthcare, modern healthcare, it's not health at all. Again, I have to calm down. It gets me worked up. But I'm trying to help you, you see? All right, should you make your own butter? Absolutely. You should definitely try to make your own butter. It's pretty easy. Why would you not want to try it? Maybe you'll like it even better because you made it. You can make it any way you want. You can add more salt, less salt, whatever cream you want to get. Then you'll have control over the cream so you can get raw or any source of cream that you trust or you like. Just know that if you want more, you know, butter flavor, you're going to want to culture it. It's not that hard to do. There's lots of online resources shows you how to make cultured butter. It's not hard. Trust me. What about ghee? Whenever you bring up butter, people have to talk about ghee because... Ghee is becoming extremely popular. It's basically just butter oil. It's water and solids have been removed. Still has the vitamins though and the nutrients. It's got a much higher smoke point. One of the most powerful ways to create structured water in the body. Ghee will help your body make structured water. I believe I have an episode on water. Number 19. But if you want to use ghee in your beverages, oh, I'm telling you. 
it will help the structured water content of any beverage that you make as long as you blend it. If you use ghee in your beverages that are hot and you blend them like in a blender, you can actually make the structured water from the water that's in the beverage. The most powerful butter or butter oil or ghee comes from cows that were milked in June. Remember I spoke about summer months. It's known as June butter or even June butter oil. You can buy just June butter oil. June's the highest point for grass nutrients. So basically the butter is actually more beneficial. There are companies that sell only butter oil from animals that are grazed in June grasses. It's more expensive, but they only get to cultivate it one time a year. So some cultures actually prize it so much as a medicinal product that they store it for future use as a medicine. The other cool thing about ghee is that since there's no milk solids, there's also no lactose either. That means if you're allergic to milk from the proteins, like you know the caseins or lactose, then ghee is perfect for you. There's a small amount of lactose in butter. So if you're super sensitive, then butter might not quite be good for you because you're so sensitive, you can feel it. So then just go with ghee. If you're not allergic to the proteins, you're fine. Or the lactose, just go for it. If you're finding it difficult to digest more fat in your diet because you've increased butter content, or if you're like me and friends I know, we just eat butter straight periodically throughout the day, you can add a supplement like bile salts or even the enzyme lipase. You can buy just straight lipase enzyme. Have you ever heard of Dave Asprey? He's that guy that started the whole bulletproof coffee thing. He also has this massive biohacking company. He's totally awesome. I love listening to him. He got the whole idea of bulletproof coffee from that yak butter tea I spoke about. You can do the same thing from home. Take a blender, good one, Pour in your coffee, which is hot. Add your butter or ghee. If you have to add a sweetener, well, obviously you shouldn't use regular sugar. Maybe something more like stevia or even just try taking it out. Blend it on high. This will liquefy the butter and emulsify it into the structured water that the blender helps create. Some people say it gives you more energy than just coffee by itself. I tried it. I used yerba mate tea and coconut oil which essentially does the same thing as all this. And I could definitely attest to the fact that it gave me more energy than usual. Tasted pretty good too. If you don't want caffeine, just do decaf. You can add it to any tea if you don't consume coffee. Structured water plus butter does something very special in the body. So whether you do it with the butter or coconut oil or any other kind of oil you like to use, it may give you more energy. It, you just gotta try it. Fun fact for you. All the hormones in your body are either made from fat or protein. Carbohydrates do not make up any hormones in your body. Another reason why you should lower sugar and carbs. It doesn't do anything for you. Don't be afraid of butter. Butter was a killer. Everyone in history would be dead. We don't have chronic illness like heart problems or diabetes or any other disease from butter. It's from a hundred other things. But you always have to ask. Key bono. Who benefits? I'm willing to state that Big Pharma makes more money selling you drugs than Kerrygold does selling butter. You are not sick because of cholesterol. You're sick because of many other choices you have made. Maybe you're sick from not eating enough butter. Chew on that one.
If you like this episode, send it to others. Till the next time, take care of yourselves. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.